New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Well, welcome to our daily podcast. I'm Ray Moss, one of our pastors at New Vision. Uh, We are continuing to uh, study Exodus. Today we'll be reading God's instructions to uh, Moses and Aaron and how to prepare for this very last, I think, number 10 plague, which will bring uh, bring about the exit plan for the nation of Israel. And I'll be reading from the Christian Standard Bible today. And uh, again, we're at chapter 12, uh, verses 1 through 28. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month is to be the beginning of the months for you. It is the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, they must each select an animal of the flock according to their father's families, one animal per family. If the household is too small for the whole animal, that person and the neighbor nearest his house are to select one based on the combined number of people. You should... Apportion the animal according to what each will eat. You must have an unblemished animal, a year-old male. You may take it from either the sheep or the goats. You are to keep it until the 14th day of this month. Then the whole assembly of the community of Israel will slaughter the animals at twilight. Verse 7, they must take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses where they eat them. They are to eat the meat that night. They should eat it roasted over the fire along with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of its raw or cooked in boiling water, but only roasted over fire, its head as well as its legs and inner organs. You must not leave any of it until morning. Any part of it left until morning you must burn. Here's how you must eat it. You must be dressed for travel. Your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand. You're to eat it in a hurry. It is the Lord's Passover. I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and strike every firstborn male in the land of Egypt, both people and animals. I am the Lord. I will execute judgments against all of God, all the gods of Egypt. The blood on the houses where you are staying will be a distinguishing mark for you. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. No plague will be among you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day is to be a memorial for you, and you must celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. You are to celebrate it throughout your generation as a permanent statue. You must eat unleavened bread for seven days. On the first day, you must remove yeast from your houses. Whoever eats what is leavened from this first day through the seventh day must be cut off from Israel. You are to hold a sacred assembly on the first day and another sacred assembly on the seventh day. No work may be done on those days except for preparing what people need to eat. You may do only that. Verse 17. You are to observe the festival of unleavened bread because on this very day I brought your military divisions out of the land of Egypt. You must observe this day throughout your generations as a permanent statue. You are to eat unleavened bread in the first month, from the evening of the 14th day of the month until the evening of the 21st day. Yeast must not be found in your houses for seven days. If anyone eats something leavened, that person, whether resident, alien, or native of the land, must be cut off from the community of Israel. 
Do not eat anything leavened, and eat unleavened bread in all your homes. Then Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go select an animal from the flock according to your families and slaughter the Passover animal. Take a cluster of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and brush the lintel and the two doorposts with some of the blood in the basin. None of you may go out the door of his house until morning. When the Lord passes through to strike Egypt and sees the blood of lintel and the two doorposts, he will pass over the door and not let the destroyer enter your house to strike you. Keep this command permanently as a statue for you and your descendants. When you enter the land that the Lord will give you as he promised, you are to observe this ceremony. When your children ask you, what does this ceremony mean to you? You are to reply, it is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord, for he passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians, and he spared our homes. So the people knelt low and worshipped. Then the Israelites went and did this. They did just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. This, uh, this passage really covers an event that will be pivotal for the nation of Israel uh, that to this very day really is remembered by the Jewish faith and has significant implications for Christians and the new covenant God has given to us as believers. As you've already heard in previous podcasts about Exodus, that many of the acts uh, of God in the Old Testament are really precursors of what he will ultimately do through his son, Jesus Christ. So, so really this story and other stories, they have purpose in themselves. The nation of Israel needed to be delivered from their bondage. They are God's given, uh, God's chosen people to proclaim to the world that there's one and only one God. Through their testimony, the world will know this God, and in due time, God will redeem them as well as through Christ. So the, the event has immediate purpose, but it also paints a picture of a future redemption yeah, C.S. Lewis, he really has a great illustration that can maybe help us understand uh, this both and kind of event. Um, C.S. Lewis once asked his readers to imagine with him a woman who has been lowered into a deep pit. The woman is expecting a child. She gives birth to the child in the pit, and the child grows without ever having seen the outside world. So in the pit is a paper and a pile of pencils. As the child grows... The mother tries her best to draw pictures of the outside world so that her child can have some sense of what life outside of the pit looks like. However, her drawings are real basic. They're stick figures, simple trees, puffy clouds, a circle for the sun. You can imagine. Uh, These images are really all the child knows of the world. Well, a decade goes by, and finally the lady and her son are released. They're raised, blinking in the midday sun, As her eyes adjust, the child sees around him real trees and real grass, real people, real birds, and a real sun. He's confused. The child looks up to his mother and asks, Mama, where are the lines? (laughs) Well, that's that's a great illustration. It's a fascinating little story that really communicates a truth. And that is people sometimes have to learn profound truths kind of in a piecemeal or more elementary fashions. Uh... Sometimes we have to do it through pictures and images. So it is with God, uh, so it's with God and us to prepare the world for Jesus. God first drew images, sometimes simple, sometimes complex, oftentimes startling, and always it was about preparing us. 
uh, here at this time of the Exodus, the Lord does precisely this with Israel, uh, drawing images for them. Uh, these images or observance um, are, are seen in the Passover and the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. He did this to prepare them for the Exodus, but more so to prepare them and the generations to come uh, for Christ himself. Well, there's a lot in this story, obviously, and you could probably do a sermon series just on this uh, 27, 28 verses. But I just want to pull something out real quick, four quick things that I, I, I think that really stand, stands out to help us see the symbolism, of the reality of what's happening, but it's something that's going to happen in the future. And uh, one of them is the deliverance from Egypt is, is really a new beginning for them. Their calendar is even changed. That's a, It starts off with that. God says, you're going to change your calendar. This is going to be such a significant event that you'll change your calendar. And you'll do this the first month of this new calendar year. Uh, it's it's a new beginning because they're no longer slaves to people who, who do not know Yahweh. Uh, it's, a, it's a new beginning because they're promised a land that they're going to grow in and be fruitful that will be theirs. Um, I think the other thing is that it's it's really the second thing I'd say it's a celebration feast to be remembered for generations. It's so obvious that God, this isn't just about this one time. He wants this to be a part of of, of generations to come, and He gives very distinct um, steps in how to do that. Uh, God's vision transcends this one event, as one man said, as God's vision is far and broad. Um, this cel- the third thing I'd say, the celebration and ultimate feast will become a defining ritual in Jewish self-identity. What God did in Egypt, the exodus, the forming of a new covenant with his people, a new relationship not seen before, gives them their true identity as children of God, chosen by him. And the uh, fourth thing I'd say that really stands out, the Passover is not just an event, and it's not just for one night. The Israelites from now on are to remember this night and press it on their collective consciousness and pass it on to their children. It is a reminder not just of what God has done, but, but what he continues to do. Verse 12, 42 says, We see it was a night vigil for all the Israelites throughout their generations to come. So so with just these four highlights, getting back to what C.S. Lewis we can see God drawing a picture that one day will be seen in its fullest. When God dwells with his children through Christ, the calendar changes once again. Where It's such an event where mankind can be redeemed by their creator. He came to give us life and life abundantly, to be the people made in God's perfect image and likeness. Uh, we celebrate the ultimate Passover meal as we partake in the Lord's Supper, a time to remember what he's delivered us from through Christ. Our true identity is is restored as children of God. And then last, I would say the Passover, this Passover was an event that becomes a living picture as Christ's blood is shed for us. So what a great, great story. And uh, not only for that time, God had to deliver his people, but he's shown us something that's going to happen in the future. I hope this encourages you today. And more than anything, we need to be reminded as Christians what Christ has done for us to remember that. Not just when we take the Lord's Supper, maybe every day just thanking God for what he's done to restore us and give us our true identity as his children. And uh, I pray that you have a great day. Thank you for listening. God bless you. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.